Murder con sazón. Uepa. Welcome back to a bonus episode of Murder con Sazón. I just want to thank everyone for all the love that they showed my first episode. I really appreciate all 66 of y'all. And a special shout out to the two people that signed up to be monthly supporters. Thank you for reaching into the pockets of your hearts and giving me money. And to be honest, if more people sign up, like, don't expect me to make this show any better. Like, the quality, nah. Like, I'm a millennial living at home, and that money is going to go towards a Birkin bag. I do, though, want to apologize for my long hiatus. Like, I did say every once in a while... You know, um, it's not easy being a living icon, constantly doing it for the culture can get so exhausting. We're still in the middle of a pandemic, people out here on some contagion shit, not staying at home, buying up all the toilet paper again, like my list of excuses can go on and on. But yeah, I was caught up in my regular regular life, um, but I'm back. The pod took a seat back, but we here now, baby. And in honor of the PlayStation 5 coming out and no one being able to get it unless, you know, they entered a raffle. I picked this wonderful story about a couple from the Florida of the Midwest, Wisconsin. On December 5th, 2019, Osiel Estrada was in his second floor apartment located at 4017 14th Avenue in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It was a normal night. He was just minding his own business, playing a video game on his gaming console when a woman came to see him around midnight. Girl, see, this is why... You shouldn't get your man that PS5 for Christmas. Like, you just never know. They might have chicks coming over at midnight, and you wouldn't even know a thing like a pendeja. But yes, this woman was apparently there to buy a little bit of Coke and pay him some money that she owed him. Because uh, Mans was a drug dealer and a loan shark. Like, talk about the hustler's spirit just pulling himself up from his bootstraps. Very American. Uh, according to Strata's brother, Antonio James, they took their conversation to the kitchen, but since he was also minding his business, he didn't really hear what the conversation was about. He just knows that the woman said that she forgot something in the car and she would be coming right back. And of course, Estrada didn't think that that was suspicious at all and told her that the door would be kept open. Uh, yeah, so these people, they just choose the wrong professions because, you know, again, I am not an expert, but I would never leave the door open if I was a loan shark drug dealer, but that's just me. Two minutes later, Antonio heard gunfire and saw a masked man shooting up his brother. His brother landed between the kitchen and the living room while Antonio tried to hide in between the couches. Antonio said that the masked man stood over him and asked, where the bricks was at? And then started shooting him, then proceeded to go through his pockets. The shooter went back to shoot Estrada again, 
Unfortunately, Ocel Estrada received too many gunshots, even to the head, and was not able to survive. His brother, Antonio James, was lucky enough to make it out, even though he was shot six times in the torso and the arms, his head and neck. That's crazy. Like, you really have to be God's favorite to survive all that. I am very shocked that he was able to pull through from that. The police got a lucky break because there was a surveillance camera that captured footage of the suspects uh, riding around after they left the scene of the crime. Um, and police were able to trace back Estrada's text messages. The suspects turned out to be Alex Delgado Cintron, a 22-year-old man, and Maria Cristina Patino, a 37-year-old cougar. This lady, <laughs> she was into some messy shit, like, you know, grooming a young man in her 30s, owing people money and buying coke at midnight, like, messy, messy. The police were able to speak to a person related to Alex Delgado Cintron, the relative informed the police that Patino was crying, saying that Delgado Cintron had done something bad, while Delgado Cintron had admitted that he murdered someone. The relative also let the police know that Delgado Cintron and Patino had fled to Puerto Rico. So Mr. and Mrs. Bonnie and Clyde casually murdered somebody, and the first thing they think about is like, hey, we should totally take a Caribbean vacation. Like, those coconut drinks with the little tiny umbrellas, they just really help you forget about your problems and like miss patino was definitely a riot or die chick like you would never catch me fleeing with a murderer i'm more of a let's ride but if i gotta die drop me off kind of girl you know <laughs> but yes the gado cintron and patino were able to secure an apartment on the island these two were just trying to start fresh act like nothing happened like, where did they think they were fleeing to? I'm sure there are better hiding spots in the Caribbean. But the Kenesha police uh, took a trip to Puerto Rico, and with the help of the authorities there, they were able to locate the couple and bring their asses back to Wisconsin in late December 2019. If the Puerto Rico authorities are going to do one thing, they definitely going to extradite Chaz back to the U.S. with no problem. But yes, Delgado Cintron and Patino were charged with first-degree intentional homicide and attempted first-degree murder. The DA is making Maria responsible for setting up the robbery. And get this, you guys. The person who drove them to the airport, Sir Dakari Dixon, was charged with aiding a felon, possession of cocaine with intent to delivery, and possession of a firearm. The police had started looking into him when they found out that he was the one that basically helped the couple flee to Puerto Rico. Uh, the police ended up raiding his house and found weed, cocaine, and little baggies, and a gun. And can you imagine, uh, you know, doing someone a solid, taking them all the way to the airport, and then the next thing you know, the police is popping up at your house and turning everything inside out. But Dixon admitted that he drove them to the airport after learning that he shot two people. So he was definitely guilty. The story was such an unfortunate situation because Strata was so young. He was only 25 and his brother was 19. All the neighbors were also really shook um, because it just doesn't look 
like the type of neighborhood where something like that would happen. I actually Google mapped the address and it's like this cute little neighborhood. And it's so confusing because if they were actually trying to rob him, why did he just pull up straight into his apartment and start shooting um, Estrada instead of, you know, finding the so-called bricks and then shooting them because it would make sense you didn't want to leave um, witnesses. But it just seemed like a passion crime because he shot him, then he shot his brother, then he went back to shoot Estrada some more, and very quickly they left the scene. And they really left the Puerto Rico like if they was never gonna get caught. Like this is, <laughs> where do you think you're going, sir, ma'am? Like I should have left the Texas, or Alaska for all that. <laughs> Uh, Puerto Rico's so tiny. And the last thing I thought was hella weird was that she was 37 and he was 22. Um, like, what in the Jada Pickens Smith was happening there? Entanglement much? And that concludes my bonus slash mini episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate the listen. Um, if you guys want to reach out to me, send me any stories that you guys find or want to give me feedback, interact with me, feel free to email me at murderconsasong at gmail.com and I'll see you guys next time. I'll be where the money resides, where the money resides, where the money resides. And that's on what? Mary had a little lamb. Los vemos y que Dios te bendiga.